1: Welcome to The Big Interview, Bite Size. I'm Graham Hunter, and in each episode, you'll hear an elite footballer tell a story that's guaranteed to brighten your day. All of them come from my podcast, The Big Interview with Graham Hunter, which you can find by searching on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: back obviously it was was a huge uh, euphoria the press and you know beating Germany it's a derby game if you like at at that type of level and when I look back at the game it it, it almost was a snapshot of why we didn't do well I mean that was a, a game that was we should have been losing two or three one a half time I think when I say it gave us a snapshot of why we didn't do well we gave the ball away so much in the first half but don't forget, this is in the middle of a season. You're in Germany. It's certainly not bacon hot. It's not in the in the, in the Far East where I think the, that World Cup was. And you've got Scholes, you've got Gerard Beckham, three of the best passes of the ball you would probably see. But not necessarily the three passes you want together in the same team because they all make the same pass, which is always looking for that 60, 70-yard pass and diagonal ball over the top for Michael Own. So it works a lot in this game certainly more second half, but in the first half, the turnover in possession was the reason why we should have been 3-1 down and almost gives you a reason why when you get to those summer tournaments, the turnover in possession was just far too much. And then you, you contrast that with players you know so well, Graham, of in the Aston Chavies. Very rarely played that pass. Very, very rarely. It was always the What was the right pass for the team? It wasn't about the Hollywood ball, as we called it. As I said, these are three of the best technicians we, we've ever had and three great players. But that's maybe the makeup of that team and squad, whether it actually gelled together and worked together. And it was proven that it didn't really. Uh, in terms of Sven, uh, I, I don't think I ever saw a team Sven picked and thought, what what is that? I can't believe he's picked that team. Because you do get that with managers where they do something that you just cannot quite quite comprehend. But he always picked the obvious team, he think the best players, so you think nothing outrageous. But did he did he ever sprinkle a bit of stardust in any way as a manager with what he said or how he set up or throwing something different in a big game in tactically? No. I mean, he didn't. I find it difficult to criticise managers for two reasons. One, I've never been a manager. And number two, I've. I always think when players criticise managers, I, I'm not a big believer in that because I think the manager, number one, has got another 20, 30 years' experience in football. He's managing, you haven't. So when I hear a player who's 25 saying, oh, the coaching's not great, or the manager's not this, or the man, I mean, I don't really listen too much. So I'm probably a bit nicer to managers than maybe other players are. But with Sven, I don't think there was anything he ever said to me ever in the time I was there where I thought, that's interesting, or I've learned that, or that's new. When we sat down in his home by the lake up in Sweden and spoke
1: to Sven Jorn Eriksson, he's a great storyteller and, and you call him an unremarkable coach and you make the case well in the book, which, you know, if people don't read My Greatest Games by Jamie Carragher they're making a mistake or buy it as a present Sven you talk about as being an interesting guy and that people liked him as an individual but an unremarkable coach when Sven was t- telling us his stories and they were remarkable stories and this is a man who'd taken in some refugees some I think um, Afghan asylum seekers who had no money no food and he'd housed them at the bottom of his garden just because he's a good man astonishing thing and in the middle of his interview, he started talking about... He was comparing Gianluca Vialli and and particularly Roberto Mancini and, and just drooling over them as a, as a coach, as an appreciator of football. And then he said, but pff, they're not David Beckham. And he talked about David Beckham in a reverential style that from another grown-up man in football I haven't heard. You can appreciate him. People catalogued his, his looks, his style, his wins people were very good at talking about his his delivery of the ball and Eriksson was enthralled to him just thought he was one of the most am- amazing men he'd ever come across and that links us forward as does the Solskjaer archiki question to your appreciation because going back to 99 and Camp Nou you've got a different view of the way in which Bayern Munich again funny how they came up it's been, a, it's been a bad night for the Germans and the Bavarians uh, so far but you, you feel differently about how that game is portrayed and unlucky Bayern Munich and, and, the, and Beckham's part in that match.
2: Bayern Munich played that game like they were playing an away game in Europe where they get the early goal and we're getting our clean sheet. And, that, and Man United weren't at the best. But I thought the performance from David Beckham was outstanding. I thought he was the best player on the pitch by a long way. And again, something that's never been mentioned because it's all about Solskjaer and sherringham coming off the bench and winning the game. There was no Keane in that game. There was no Scholes. You have to remember, Beckham then went to central midfield. He's still only 23. He's still a young man. 23, 24, around there. And the responsibility he took in that game of taking the set pieces he normally did, but getting on the ball, demanding the ball, making passes, supporting the, uh, the front players, still getting into wide positions and making crosses. And I actually think he's one of the most underrated players of our time. And people will say don't be so stupid, people overblow Beckham, well, he didn't overblow him, he got more attention, because, he was, he, he looked like a, a pop star, he he went out with a pop star, he, he had this glamorous lifestyle, but, his actual ability, and his work rate, I think, is undermined, where to, the, to the point where, people always talk about, Paul Scholes being, amazing, I don't hear no one say nothing about Beckham, Paul Scholes was amazing, but, I very really heard anyone speak about David Beckham as a player once he finished. And watching that game again, and I didn't go in with any preconceived ideas about his performance as such, but when I watched the game, I got on the phone to Gary Neville straight away and I said, listen, I'm not trying to sell the book here by getting Beckham in it. I said, but I need to speak to David Beckham because I've never heard anyone really speak about his performance, really, and how good it was. And... Yes, Man were win at their best. But if I'd, I'd, I'd urge anyone who disagrees with me to go back and watch the game again, and how many half chances United are getting and getting, and you don't—we shouldn't forget as well—the goals they score—they're not great goals. The 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 great chances—I mean, it'd be difficult for Sheringham to miss. It'd be difficult for Solskjaer. I know he only sticks the boot out, but he's right in front of goal. So when we talk about Bayern Munich hitting the post and hitting the crossbar, they, that comes from an overhead kick and it comes from Mehmet Scholz trying to chip Schmeichel from the edge of the box. So they would have been great goals. the they, go, they weren't efforts where you should say he should have scored. It was a great chance. No, it was a great ability that almost got them a goal. Whereas the difference with United was they had big chances late in that game really and a metric we use now to maybe a bit too statistical for some people but is expected goals that we look at now and, and some people get it some people don't so that, that's fine but Man United in that game when the game was analysed in this day and age if you like with that tool Man United were streets ahead of Bayern Munich within that game so it almost it was nice for it, something else to prove my point because even when I say it to people people just think no I can't understand it." so please watch the game
0: The